The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and coming soon, Louisiana. From boosted parlays to in live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $10 and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today or at betterfantasy.com SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com SGPN. We're also brought to you by Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-belt grooming. Head over to manscaped.com and use promo code SGP for 20% off of your order and free shipping. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, January 28th. 11 game schedule tonight in the NBA and joining me to break it all down here and get to some uh, news around the NBA. My main man, my co-host and esteemed colleague, Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, how are you feeling this Friday evening, brother? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling lovely. I'm feeling like money. I'm feeling like the Celtics fucking suck. I... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just a random plug in there against the Celtics, but no, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. AD man, AD is AD when when AD is playing at the top of his game, he is one of the top five, maybe three best players in this league. Top of the game, top five. I'm not gonna argue that. Like he he, he very much is. He can what he did last night was and the crazy thing is me and scott were just talking about his numbers in the playoff series against portland mm-hmm. when they swept portland in or new orleans and how otherworldly he was playing and he just put up the exact same stat sheet as he did in that series so yeah is absolutely ridiculous and that's why i just can't i can only fade the lakers so far because if ad's playing like that and LeBron comes plays how we know LeBron's gonna play. Mm-hmm. They really only need minimal. Like that's all that that championship run was. They got minimal production from everybody else, and LeBron and AD were at the top of their game. Like yeah. So and they can easily go do the exact same thing again. So it's really, really, it's gonna be hard to fade the Celtics in the playoff. Not the Celtics, the Lakers. It's gonna be hard to fade the Lakers in the playoffs if AD and LeBron are playing on another level like that. Yeah, if they're playing at um, the level they were at when they were they won the championship in the bubble, healthy, playing like two of the top 
three top five players in the league. Yeah, you're right. I mean, for all the slander that we've given, or at least I've given to the Lakers this season, uh, but when you have those two guys healthy and playing uh, at the label, uh, the MVP level, we know that they are capable of, yeah, it's going to be difficult to, to, to stop this team. And, and as soon enough, you know, they're going to start winning games here again. I know they lost last night without LeBron James on the lineup. We'll get to that in a bit. But, yeah, I agree with you. A big game tonight for them as well uh, against Charlotte. Uh, both guys right now are questionable, but we'll, we'll get to that when we talk about the Lakers and their game here tonight. Um, let's kind of rewind to Wednesday night. We'll recap our picks and then we'll talk about the games from last night, Terrell. Um, uh, so Wednesday you had the magic money line against the, sorry, the Cleveland, the LA Clippers, um, in that game. And I think we were both expecting the, a, a flat spot here for the LA Clippers, but they fought back in that second half. Uh, against the Orlando Magic, and they got the victory there, uh, 111-102 over the Orlando Magic. Um, rough shooting night from three-point land for the Orlando Magic. They were only 9 of 35 uh, from beyond the arc, um, and then I think the difference was that Clippers were 15 of 29 from behind the arc, led by Nick Batum. Um, let's see who was. Yeah, and they got, some, they got production from their bench as well. Uh, their starters hit 10 of the 15 three-point shots in that game, but the Clippers uh, took care of business against the Orlando Magic. Uh, your dog you had, let's see here, the Knicks uh, against, uh, who are they playing that night? The Was it the Bucks? No, it was uh, Miami. They had Miami, and um, they took the L there, 110-96. Uh, another game, uh, kind of a rough shooting night for the Knicks as well. They were only 42% from the field. Um, Julius Randle, 5 of 12. Only two starters were in double figures. Mitchell Robinson, Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier combined for 21 points. That's really not going to get it done. So, um, But you did hit your probably the easiest bet of the season uh, when your bonus lock, the Hornets money line, they absolutely crush. And I think that's an understatement. The Indiana Pacers, a 158-126. Uh, yes, that is in regulation. That wasn't um, in any overtime game or double overtime game. But I think you did really well in this game, Terrell, because you also called the uh, triple-double for LaMelo Ball in this game. Yeah, very much so I did. The, Was it 15-1? to one? Mean, we, we said the numbers. We said the numbers. He yeah. gets off against the Pacers. He puts up big numbers against the Pacers. It was only a matter of time. It was 13-1 to and a really great hit. And it was some people that were DMing me. Say, uh, showing me their tickets that they hit that triple double. So there congrats you know. to y'all. Uh, happy for y'all. Finally, we got one. It's yeah. about time that I called. A, I accurately predicted a triple double. That shit is really fucking hard to do. But yeah. <laughs> for you know some people that don't get it every single night, even though Lamelo is more often than not to get it. Mm-hmm. But for someone who doesn't get it every night, and it was at thirteen to one. That, yeah, that's an absolutely great hit. So congrats to those who tailed. Yeah, 100%. Uh, LaMelo Ball, 29 points, 10 rebounds, 13 assists for the Charlotte Hornets. And also, Kelly Oubre got a shout-out him for sure in this game as well. Um, I'm pretty sure he got that in the third quarter, too. Yeah, I think it was. He was uh, 12 of 18 from the field, but more importantly, 10 of 15 from three-point land. He finished with 39 points in 35 minutes. Um, this defense is absolutely abysmal for the Indiana Pacers. The Hornets... Um, after the first quarter, they were down by three, but second quarter, they put up 38. 
third quarter 42 and fourth quarter 45 points against this uh, Pacers team and get the victory over uh, the Pacers there by 32 points. So pretty easy win there. Uh, for my picks, um, had a pretty great night. I, I swept the board there. Uh, my lock was the um, the Dallas Mavericks minus the four against the Portland Trailblazers that night. Um, Dallas just had their way on offense in this game. KP absolutely amazing for the Dallas Mavericks. He had 22 points. Uh, he finished with, let's see, five rebounds here. But more importantly, Jalen Brunson and Luka Dantich combined for 26 assists in this game. They had 26 and 35 team assists in this game. Luka finished with a triple-double, 15 points, 10 rebounds, 15 assists. And Jalen Brunson also contributed 20 points and 11 assists for the Dallas Mavericks. Easy uh, cover there for them. For my dog, uh, a team that we've talked about all season, and I think uh, gambling Twitter's been talking about them, and you couldn't get away from this, when they, especially at plus odds. Cleveland Cavaliers first half money line plus 130. Uh, they were up 65 to 57 at the half and went on to take care of business for the game as well. 115.99 over the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, four of the five starters were in double figures for the Cleveland Cavaliers, but more importantly, two guys off the bench, Kevin Love, 25 points, and uh, Osman, 23 points for them. Uh, combined for 48 off the bench for uh, their respective squad. Sorry, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Combined 11 of 23 from three-point land. So that one came in easy as well. And then my bonus lock, I took the Hawks team total um, over 120.5. Got lucky on this one as I think it was Skyler Mays that hit two free throws down the stretch for me to get it over the number, or I forgot who it was. But um, that number got over the total. Uh, 120 and a half. So a uh, pretty good night for me as I swept the board at three. Now, so hopefully we can continue that tonight in this Friday night schedule that has 11 games. Uh, last night, Terrell, uh, LeBron obviously sat out. Uh, you and Scott discussed uh, the two games, obviously not knowing Le- LeBron was going to sit out, but uh, Philly got the victory over the Lakers, 105-87. And you hit the nail on the head that Anthony Davis had a great game for the Lakers. He finished with 31 points, 12 rebounds. Uh, but they fell short in that game, uh, losing 105-87. And then um, the Golden State Warriors are starting to look like the Warriors again, even without Draymond Green. Uh, Clay Thompson's minutes are up. Uh, Steph Curry had a great game shooting the ball. The Splash Brothers last night combined 11 of 19 from three-point land. They get the victory, 124-115. Just came out and looked like a completely different team in that second half, outscoring the Minnesota Timberwolves 67 to 54. I'm not sure if you caught any of these games, Ro. Yeah, I did. So me and Scott previewed these, uh, gave out some bets. Scott took LeBron's over on points. That pushed because LeBron didn't play. Yeah. And that was his lock. His dog, I don't remember what his dog was. It was something else. I can't remember right now. I got to pull up the sheet that I made. And then I took for my lock. Malik Monk over points. It was at 10 and a half, and some people saw 14 and a half. So I saw one guy saw 14 and a half, and he said, no bet. Good job, because he finished with 11, so I cashed my lock. My dog was the Minnesota Timberwolves money line. You know I'm never afraid to take these big money dogs, and the Timberwolves were in that game for a bit. That Warriors third quarter really, really killed them, but yeah. they fought back in the fourth for a little bit, and the Warriors just pulled away, but the Timberwolves were in that game completely, so – not really mad at that one. I probably should have played the first half. That mm-hmm. probably would have been a better bet knowing that that Warriors third quarter was coming. But 
you live and you learn, get back next time. Yeah, the the you hit the nail on the head that that third quarter was pretty much it for that game. Uh Golden State came out and won that quarter in the second half, 38 to 20. Um, and they ended up winning the game by nine points. But Minnesota um won every other quarter except for that first quarter. They tied in the first quarter, but second quarter 32-28, and then fourth quarter 34-29. Uh, but yeah, Golden State got the victory there. Uh, glad to see Clay starting to look like Clay again, man. Um, uh, nine of sixteen from the field. He's up to twenty-seven minutes a game now. Uh, like I said, five of nine from three-point land. Finished with twenty-three points, but uh, yeah, they're just missing that Draymond Green piece now. But um, uh, yeah, just two games last time. We have eleven games on the schedule. Anything else you want to touch on? I know the All-Star starters were announced. Uh, for both East and West. Did you want to dig into that here quickly, Terrell? Yeah, let's do it. So let, let, let me start with the Eastern Conference because I think there's some controversy or a particular player that made it on the Western Conference that um, I don't think that's it really? I, I, I don't think it's controversy, but well, let's just start there then. So for the Western Conference, um, it, it was led by LeBron James, obviously uh, the team captain, and then uh, the starters were obviously LeBron, Nikola Jokic, Steph Curry, John Moran, and then the fifth starter, Andrew Wiggins. Now, I'm not saying that Andrew Wiggins is not deserving of being on the all-star team. And I know it's a whole positional thing that it's just not the five best players. But, um, yeah, I know Wiggins plays a forward position. But I think that maybe Devin Booker should have been a starter in the Western Conference and I know they go by position, but I was very shocked to see Andrew Wiggins' name as a starter in the Western Conference. I want to get your thoughts on that, Terrell. I mean, we think of it, and it's why a lot of people that haven't been named starters. Like A lot of people haven't been named starters because they literally is the position. And yeah. I don't think Andrew Wiggins – Andrew Wiggins is playing some of his best basketball this year. Yeah. And so – while I am normally not the Wiggins enthusiast, mm-hmm. but if you look at how efficient he is, Andrew Wiggins, and he's only gotten better. So he's only gotten better. It was all this with everything that he did in Minnesota was literally him forcing up stuff because he had to. But now that he doesn't have to do that stuff, he's literally gotten better. He's shooting 48.3% from the field and 41% from three. Yeah. Yeah, like 41% from three on the season. And so, you know, he's he's out here giving you 18 points a game. He's making good decisions with the basketball. I, I don't I was a tad bit shocked, mm-hmm. but I wasn't surprised at that mess. Yeah. So yeah, did yeah. I really think that he was going to make it over? No. I haven't I haven't got a chance to see the players vote, so I don't know where the players had him ranked. But it's right. not surprising at all. And I know that his uh, fan vote put because he was like third or fourth in the Western Conference, so that definitely had a boost. But yeah, nobody wants to see Rudy Gobert in the All Star game, right? Nobody wants to see Draymond Green in the All Star game. Now, are they, like nobody wants to see them as starters. That's that's ultimately what it is. Nobody wants to see them as starters. Andrew Wiggins is at least entertaining. Andrew Wiggins is really good at basketball, and I don't want the fact that he doesn't have to do it every single night to confuse people that Andrew Wiggins can be a bucket. Right. So yes, book probably should have gotten it if they were talking, you know, the best players, Mm -hmm. but 
I'm not surprised that Andrew got it. Like, do I think Book was snubbed? No, I don't think he was snubbed. No, he, him and Chris Paul are going to make it as reserves. There's no doubt about that. But I think the whole thing for Andrew Wiggins, he's a front court player. And I'm looking at the results right now. And Andrew Wiggins, player rank fifth, uh, fan rank third, and media rank sixth. Um, so if we, if we want to talk about player rank for the front court, I'll just name the top five. Obviously, LeBron was number one. The Joker was number two. Uh, Draymond was three. Uh, Rudy Gobert, four. And then Andrew Wiggins, five. Where I think really helped Andrew Wiggins was the fan rank at number three. It was. Right it was behind. 100% because nobody yeah. wants to see Draymond or Rudy Gobert in the – nobody wants to see Draymond or Rudy Gobert in, starting an all-star game. Yeah. And nobody. Rudy Gobert was number nine in the in the fan rank. So, yeah, you're right. Um, I, I think that, you know, if maybe if Paul George obviously was healthy, he would have been over – Andrew Wiggins, but I, I'm not arguing. I'm not saying that Andrew Wiggins isn't deserving of being in the All Star game, but I, I was surprised as well to see him as a starter. But, um, but we, I just, I don't know. When I think about it, and I just think about everybody that's hurt and all that, I'm like, oh well, okay. Like honestly, yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not tripping. Like I'm not tripping. He's he's cool. Yeah, I wouldn't. Book book deserves to be a starter, but just the death that is at the position mm-hmm. is is not reasonable it's not reasonable for it to happen and jaw deserves to start playing play, period yeah so it was either it was either book or jaw and jaw deserves to start yeah you, so you know, you know yes book, book yeah yeah i mean honestly if we being completely honest and if i had to put take somebody out i would make steps it because steps forgotten how to shoot the basketball for a good portion of a month yeah, uh, for the literally since he since, no, because he was slumping before he got the record. He's been he's he's been not great shooting the basketball for the better portion of a month. And we know it's Steph Curry. We know he's one and he'll never that would never happen. Yeah. But if I'm looking at the quality of work and what there what's going on in the season, mm-hmm. then, yeah, I would definitely I would put book and jaw over Steph. I see the argument, but yeah, I mean, for him, obviously not to have Clay for majority of the season now, not having Draymond Green, they're, they still have, what, the second best record in the entire NBA um, with that roster at 36 and 13, uh, Phoenix number one, obviously. But uh, according to the fan or the uh, the voting, the Steph Curry and LeBron James were the only two players, uh, at least in the Western Conference, that had the, the number ones across the board. LeBron in the front yeah. court, ranked number one, fan ranked number one, media ranked number one. And, and that's Garth, why number one. And that's why I'm like, it's cool. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I'm like, it's cool. We know that we'll never. And I would rank Steph number one still. I would. Yeah. But I'm saying that if you're sitting here and you're talking about book deserves to be in and who's somebody that you would have to take out, and if you're looking at what's been going on this season, then it's yeah. like, oh, well, might have to take Steph out because Jaw's not coming out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're talking positionless, then, of course, it's Andrew Wiggins. But if you're looking at the guards, it's Jaw or Steph. And it's like, well, Jaw's going crazy this year. Jaw's absolutely going stupid this year. So, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Um, and it's tough to make the decisions sometimes yeah you know pick you're picking between the best players in the game and being a starter not being starter really means very minimal yeah and in the day they're making the all-star team but you've kind of we just known as long as book isn't 
a replacement like no previous book's years book it. has come on book has come on as a replacement player so if it was some sh- bullshit like book is a replacement player then it's like no that doesn't make sense but yeah. he like he deserves to make it on his own merit that's where i would have a problem but i don't have a problem with him not starting it just yeah. and it's still the fact of you know sometimes Sometimes, uh, no, no, I can't even take that because Booker is coming to his own this season. Maybe last season you could have made that argument, but this season he's coming to his own. Yeah, he probably deserves a start, but I'm not surprised that Wiggins got it. And Wiggins deserves it. He absolutely deserves it. Yeah, Wiggins, I mean, if you kind of look at the front court and this how that they have it separated uh, before we get to the Eastern Conference here, that after him, it's Draymond Green who's been injured for the past several weeks. Paul George, injury. Rudy Gobert's been out. Nobody, Like you said, nobody wants to see him in the All-Star game. Carl Anthony Towns, okay, you could probably make a case for. Uh, Anthony Davis has been injured for six weeks. Carmelo, okay, that's probably just popularity. And then DeAndre Ayton, another player that's been injured. So I think Wiggins was probably only a, a choice that made sense that's been on this team or on a team that's number two in the entire NBA as far as record and helping stuff out. And like you said, he's having career numbers. So, yeah, definitely not arguing that he shouldn't be an all-star, but it was just a little surprising to see after kind of look at the list um, of how things kind of broke down. But let's quickly go to the Eastern Conference. Didn't really have a problem with this list. Um, Trey Young and DeMar DeRozan are your two guards in the backcourt uh, for the Eastern Conference, and then Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Joel Embiid. I mean, no argument for me here. Um, maybe Zach, uh, Zach Levine only was no. – his weighted no. score was only half behind Trey Young, but we know Trey Young 100%. I wasn't, put, I wasn't putting Zach – I wasn't putting Zach in as a starter over Trey. I think I said that no. a while ago. I was yeah, not yeah. putting Zach. I was not putting Zach in as a starter over Trey. One of the Bulls was going to be a starter. It was either going to be Demar or it was going to be Zach. And I think it's obvious that it was going to be Demar. So yeah, no, and Zach. I had no start. issues with this. I had yeah. no issues with this at all. Yeah, East East. It was completely uh, uh, black and white. And I'm like, we, I'm we pretty sure Zach is probably going to end up a starter anyway because is Zach the next leading person? Um. So yeah, he's, whoever is the next. Whoever's the next leading person is, well, maybe not because they're doing the position sit. So it'd be the next leading forward is going to take over for Durant. Uh, that would be Jason Tatum. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Uh, Levine's in the guard section, obviously, and he's ha- a half a weighted score behind Trey Young, but I'm not going to argue the backcourt there um, for the Eastern Conference. Yeah. So, yeah. So Tatum's going to be the next, Tatum's going to be a starter. Ultimately, that's yeah. basically what we're saying. Tatum's going to be a starter. Yeah. Which, you know, not mad at either. Yeah. Anything else uh, for the All-Star or anything else that you saw around the league uh, before we get into the games for tonight, Terrell? Uh, Darius Garland or Jared Allen better make it. One or the other. Somebody Gar- from Cleveland has to – somebody from Cleveland has to make the All-Star. Let me see. And it's looking like it's going to be Garland. Yeah, and 100% he should be there. Uh, let me see where Garland was, and I want to see where he was in the player rank. He was number five uh, in the guard position. So it was DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Trey Young, number four for player rank. Uh, they don't have one for guards. They had two number threes who were tied with James Harden and Trey Young, but uh, Darius Garland was number five uh, as far as player rank. And media rated him number six, so I think he will He'll definitely get in. Uh, him and Jared Allen should get in. Jared Allen um is right behind jason tatum um for the uh front court so with no kevin durant uh jason tatum and then you move jared allen up so i think both of them will probably make it and as they should especially in cleveland and that's gonna be great for cleveland that's gonna be an amazing atmosphere with 
Garland and Allen there. And it's just solidifying. Basically, it's a two-horse race. Mm-hmm. For, in my opinion, it's a two-horse race for most improved. And it's between Darius Garland and Jared Allen. They're literally, I think they're both competing for each other. I think Miles Bridges has fell, fallen off. I think that it's hard to, you can make a case for Ja, but we know what Ja is. So I think yeah. that's kind of hard for, Ja would have to, yeah, that's kind of hard for you to, I, I can't really make that. We know what Ja is. We knew Ja was good. And yeah. so it's not really, I'm not really seeing anything more. Well, yeah, he's improved, but they normally don't give it to somebody who's been good already. Like been really good already. These guys haven't been like really, really good already. It's such a big difference between this year and last year for those two. So yeah, I'm almost positive that one of it's a two horse race and it's one of the two. So if you have a future on either of, if you have a future on both of them, I'm pretty sure one of them is going to cash. Yeah, John Moran right now is minus three twenty to win uh, most improved player. But if you want to get down on Darius Garland, eleven to one for most improved, and then uh, Jared Allen is sixty to one for that so uh, i could only see i can only see him getting most improved if they if they hoe him on an all pro or something else all nba yeah all, i mean yeah all nba because i don't know i just feel like we've known what Ja is we've known Ja to be this good and so yeah but jaw's like maybe that's all- just me maybe that's just me maybe i just knew Ja to be this good and everybody's like whoa where the heck is this coming from and it's not a surprise to me so maybe that's it maybe it's not a surprise to me i just don't think jaw should win most improved because i'm sitting here i'm like well jaw's been doing this shit like he's been doing this shit he's been really good before he should have been an all-star before the issue with john moran is that he hasn't been able to stay healthy and that's the quite that that's the whole thing with him right like if you kind of take a look at how many games he's played over the and course so, of his career, I think that's what's kind of been holding him back to winning these awards. Like last season. And so you shouldn't win most improved because you're healthy. You should win most healthy. Just win most healthy. No, but even if you go back to last season, he was only averaging 19.1 points per game. This season, he's all the way up to 26 points per game. So that's a significant improvement. But it's because he's been injured. Exactly. He's been injured so I'm saying, so if yeah. yeah. And if he hasn't been on the floor, so, then. So give him most healthy. And then, honestly, I don't even think Ja can win most healthy because Joel Embiid is out here healthy and playing. So he can't even, he can't even win most healthy because Joel Embiid is out here winning most healthy. But I would put him in the most healthy category, but. I've known ja, we've known Ja to be this good. We've known Ja to be this good. Like, come on now. So that's why I'm just like I have an issue with him when it most improved because nobody in the beginning of the season would have said that Darius Garland and Jared Allen would be here. We yeah. know that they'd be good players, but nobody said that they would be here at this moment right now. In the beginning of the season, if you told me you thought Ja was could be in the running for MVP, I would not look at you crazy. Yeah, I mean, from last season, uh, Ja Moran has improved. I wasn't a buyer as on him as a as a jump shooter over his last for at least over his first two years. But he's from what I read that he that was something that he really worked on in the offseason and improving. And it's kind of it's showing, right? He's attacking the basket. His field goal percentage from last season to this season plus four, and then his three point percentage up plus five point five percent. So that's significant. Um, but I think yeah, athletic wise, I knew that he was gonna be really good. I just needed him to see improve that jump shot, and he's done that this season. So uh, rightfully so, I think that he's going to end up with that award. I mean, even if, like, you know, Darius Garland was kind of put into this position because, obviously, Colin Sexton got hurt and Jared Allen just coming into his own this season under a JV Bickerstaff. But, um, yeah, definitely it'll be an interesting uh, awards uh, market to keep track of. 
as we uh, get into the second half of the season. Anything else uh, around the league, Terrell, you want to touch on? Uh, No. All right, let's do this. Let's take a quick break here, and then we'll come back and we'll jump into the Friday night schedule here in the NBA. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet is now beginning pre-registration for the state of Louisiana. Place a $10 bet, and regardless of the outcome, you'll receive $250 in free bets with WinBet goes live in Louisiana. All other new customers have a chance to get $200 in free bets with the same $10 bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays, live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the performance package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trusted Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. It's 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 8 million balls. So make sure to head over to Manscaped and use that promo code SGP. Look, guys, Valentine's Day is right around the corner or you have a new lady friend in your life, you have a girlfriend and you have your wife. You want to make sure that you're clean below the belt, below the belt for your wealth of your family jewels. So make sure to head over to Manscaped. Uh, and use promo code SGP on manscaped.com. That's promo code SGP. If you use that code, not only will you get 20% off of your entire order, but you also get free shipping. So again, manscaped.com, check out the performance package and use promo code SGP when you check out for that special offer of 20% off and free shipping worldwide. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Best part is, now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $15,000 with one entry, and this Saturday, they even have a $40,000 contest. Don't know anything about horses? Don't worry about it, guys. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in on the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. All right, coming off of the break, 11 games scheduled tonight in the NBA, and we'll kick it right off here with the first game of the night. We have the Detroit Pistons headed down to Florida to take on the Orlando Magic, where the Orlando Magic 
opened up as a two and a half point home favorite. That number is currently up to minus three, minus three and a half. Total opened up at two eleven and a half. Uh, that number is up to two thirteen. Um, starting to see some two thirteen and a halves pop up. Check the injury report for both of these teams here for Detroit Pistons. Josh Jackson is the only one that is questionable. Kelly Olynyk is out. He's in health and safety protocols for the Orlando Magic. Uh, the usual guys uh, that have been out all season um, are continuing to be out. But Wendell Carter Jr. is back for this game. Obama is playing as well. And we know Jalen Suggs has returned. Start with the side here. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me mention this. This is the third matchup between these two squads this season. Detroit has won both of these meetings so far this season. They played back on October 30th, where um, the Detroit Pistons, as a six-point favorite, won that game, 110-103. And then more recently, they played on January 8th, where Detroit also won that game as a one-point favorite, 97-92. The matchup here for the third time this season here tonight, Terrell. So let's start with the side here, bud. Let's call it minus three um, for the Orlando Magic hosting the Detroit Pistons. Let's see here. I'm trying to figure out why... I don't really know why Detroit is this large of a dog, actually. And granted, it's not a lot, but I just think Detroit, both of these teams, I think, are like I said before, both of these teams are on the up and up. Mm-hmm. And I think Detroit's really, I think Detroit is coming into their own a little bit, whereas the Magic kind of, I, I really, really do like this Magic team. I really, really do. I like the players on the team, but they just struggle to win games. They just struggle to put it together for all four quarters and win games. And so, granted, they're healthy this time around. That's probably why it looks a little different. They're at home this time around. They played both of the two games in Detroit. It's probably why this line is at three and a half. I think it's a little bit closer than that. The, the key to the game for the Pistons is going to be the three-point shooting. They're actually shooting the 11th best from three-point percentage in the past five games. The Magic are towards the bottom of the league, somewhere around 20. Towards the bottom of the league and against the three during that same span. I think that's going to be the key difference for them. And I can just see Sadiq Bey and Cole Anthony just going crazy in this one. This is, I think it's going to be high scoring. Okay. I don't think it's going to be any defense play. I think this is going to be high scoring, actually. I think both teams are going to put up a bunch of points. I think this is going to be the star star. I can see this is the Kate Cunningham, Cole Anthony show tonight. I think it's close. Maybe one possession, even if it goes to the Magic in one possession. I'm not laying three and a half points with the Magic. So give me Detroit plus three and a half. Yeah, Detroit has now covered four straight games here uh, over the course of their last four games. Um, two have been as double-digit dogs, um, and two of the other two games have been as seven-point underdogs. Now they're going into Orlando um, as a three to three and a half. Let's call it three and a half because that number started moving that direction. Um, I also do like Detroit here. I don't want to back uh, Orlando as a, a home favorite here. I mean, they just have not been good at home this season. They're 21 and 28 overall, but they're five and 16 against the spread at home. Um, 0 and 1 as a home favorite, and even as an underdog, five and uh, five and 15 
uh, as a home underdog, but in this case, they are um, favored. Uh, Detroit, 12 and 13. Oh, and one is a home favorite. Yeah. Uh, 12 and 13 on the road this season, 12 and 13 as ho- road underdogs. Uh, but like you said, they're trying to, they're starting to trend in the right direction. They're finally healthy again. Um, and Kate has been playing really well as of late for the Detroit Pistons. So I do also like uh, the Denver, sorry, Detroit Nuggets, Detroit Nuggets, Detroit Pistons. Uh, plus three and a half tonight against the uh, Orlando Magic. I also, I agree with you on the over. Um, little conservative number here, I think, at 213, but I think we should see points being scored here tonight between these two squads. I mean, they haven't been great defensively. Detroit, over the last four games here, they've given up 131, 111, 117, 110, and Orlando hasn't been much better. They gave up 111 to the Clippers the other night, one only 95 to the Chicago Bulls, but that was a back-to-back situation for them. And then they gave up 106 to the Lakers and then 123 to the Philadelphia 76 or so. Uh, Detroit and the over here are, are the plays for us. Uh, anything else for this game, Terrell, before we move on to the next one? No, no. Eh, hold on. Let me look at something real quick. <clears throat> Let's see. I could... I would consider, I would consider sprinkling on triple double props for this one. Cade's at thirty four to one. Cole's at forty four to one. I would consider it. I think okay. I really do think that this is going to at some point there's going to be a back and forth between Cade Cunningham and Cole Anthony. I'm almost positive at some point that's going to happen. Okay, I think last it just game. feels like this is the game Cole gets right. Cole's been kind of up and down recently. It feels like this is the game Cole gets right. I'm not a Cole Anthony fan. I don't think he's good. You don't? What? Yeah, I don't think he's good. Oh, that is ridiculous. I don't think he's good. That is ridiculous. I don't think that's a player that can build your franchise around. Well, it's a lot of people in the league you can't build a franchise around. But for the for where they took him the first in the first uh, it was in the the back of the first round. round. It was like seven back of the first round. No, he was on the lottery. He was a 15th overall pick. He was he was 15. He was number 15, 2020 round. Okay, one, that's the back of the lottery. 15. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of these Zion guys. was the number one overall pick, and you can't you obviously can't build a franchise around him. Cole He's Anthony not playing. I'm not a Cole Anthony fan. This guy, he shoot. Let me hold on. Let me see. Let me see the splits here for him. Okay, let me look at the stats here. Uh, last season, he shot 39.7% from the field. This season, he's, he's literally the only person out only, only person out there doing it. He was literally the only person out there playing. This guy's not don't even try. I don't know. Nah. No, don't. I know. Uh, <laughs> he's the, uh, the only issue with Colton is that I don't know if he's going to be healthy. He checks up too many three point shots. Ever, That's my issue. I, I don't ever know if he's going to be healthy. That's my only issue with Colton. I just don't ever know if he's going to be healthy. But the kid can ball. He can absolutely ball. If he can stop jacking up three point shots and get to the basket, I'm fine with it. But this guy's he knows that he's he's not he's not a three point shooter. He needs to get to the basket. I'll, I'll, I'll say that much. Okay, I'm, I'm just not a Cole Anthony fan. Not a guy that I would want to build my franchise around. But um, he is absolutely – I would absolutely take, take him on the Knicks as our point guard because he can initiate offense. He can get everybody else going, even when he's not going. Mm-hmm. And I know that with, one, a little bit of time in the league – and the fact that he doesn't have to have the pressure of being the guy, because he's the guy in Orlando. He's sure. been the guy in Orlando. And 
I would say that he is still the guy in Orlando. He absolutely can go, can raise his potential. Absolutely. I think Orlando has just been a vast pit of disgustingness and nothingness that has destroyed talent for so long. And now that they're finally putting a good roster together and they start to learn how to play each other and everything and everybody gets, can understand that, Hey, these other guys I play with aren't fucking trash as shit and I don't have to do everything. Everybody's going to raise their efficiency up, but it's hard. You, you, nobody can be efficient playing in Orlando. It is super hard to be efficient playing in Orlando. (laughs) Oh God! All right, I'll, I'll I'll give him another couple of years before I I'll, re- I'll revisit that because it's only his second year. But uh, uh, starting off, I'm I'm just not a fan right now. Let's just keep it at that. Uh, let's get to the next game. This is probably gonna be a quick one for you, Terrell. Uh, we have the Boston Celtics headed into the uh, state of Georgia to take on the Atlanta Hawks, where the Hawks opened up as a two and a half point home favorite. That number is around uh, minus two, minus one and a half. Um, on the books, total opened up at 218 and a half, uh, pretty much around 218 and a half consensus. Starting to see some 218s come about, but let's check the injury report for these two teams. Uh, Boston, everybody is healthy for the sh- uh, sh- I don't Atlanta doesn't have an injury report out yet. Uh, but let's start with the side here, Terrell. Minus, let's call it minus two for the Atlanta Hawks here tonight. Yes, please keep betting Boston. Everybody, please keep betting Boston. <laughs> keep driving this total down. Man, give me give me plus money for the Hawks. That's can I get plus money before we kick off? Please give me plus money before I kick off. Cause I don't care how much money y'all bet on the Celtics. I don't care how much money you bet on the Celtics all. Celtics are not winning this game. The Celtics are not winning this game. The Celtics are not going on the road and playing a hot Atlanta team that is understands that their season is on the line mm-hmm. and the Boston Celtics are literally in front of them in the Eastern conference standings where they're trying to be. I told you this team was going on a run and don't look now five straight going yeah, sec- for six, go ahead. going for six yep. against the Boston Celtics who you can't trust with shits. You can't trust them at all. You can't trust them to make this a close game. I don't even think you can trust them to make this a close game. We've no. seen how Atlanta has been playing as soon as they, as they got in DeAndre Hunter back. Yeah. Because, look, DeAndre Hunter in this game is going to get either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. Right. And if he takes one of them out this game, mm-hmm. this isn't even going to be close. Yeah. This isn't going to be close because they need Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to be in 25-plus. They really need them to be in 30-plus to be in games. Against quality opponents, this team beats up on bad teams and they lose against good teams. And then you'll actually have the occurrence where they lose against bad teams. Yeah, I think so, that what's being accounted for in this line is that the last two games for Boston, they played Washington, beat them by 29, and the obviously Sacramento game beat them by like 53 points. So, um, I think Atlanta 11 give you the discount Atlanta to win by Atlanta. 11 plus wins, Atlanta to win by 11 plus wins is plus 350 by minus 11 tonight for the uh Atlanta Hawks. Tonight, take them, take, take, you can alt spread them. You can do a, the, what is it? The fucking backwards teaser, whatever the fuck people call it. Pleaser. I think that's what it's pleaser. called. Yeah. The pleaser. Yeah, yeah. You can do the pleaser and you can take them up. Damn. My, my app just crashed on me. I had it in front of me. It, they, they don't want me to give it. They didn't want me to give out these locks. They don't want me <laughs> to give out these stone cold locks and these plus money. This plus money plays out here, so they crashed my app on me. It's all right. 
I'm going to open it back up and I'm going to tell you later. But And I'll let Moon all talk about the game because maybe somebody thinks that I'm uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Wrong. Thinks that I'm biased. Yeah. But there's no – I just do not – Atlanta is playing like a good team right now. They are playing like a very good team right now. Boston is not a good team. Boston loses to good teams. Yeah. Is A plus B equals C? A plus B equals C. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, no, you're right, Drew. I agree with you 100%. This is the second matchup between these two teams. Atlanta won the first game, 110-99. And I think I was just uh, I was going to mention that, you know, because of the last two games of what Boston done has was do, what they've done against lesser opponent, you're getting kind of a discount here on the Atlanta line at minus one and a half. So um, I agree with you. I like Atlanta Hawks here since they've gotten DeAndre Hunter back. Uh, defensively, they've been uh, better over the last three games. Uh, Miami, they only allowed one away. Charlotte, they only gave up 91. And the Sacramento, they only gave up 104. And I think the matchup, you hit the nail on the head that DeAndre Hunter is going to be matched up. I'm probably guessing it's going to be Jason Tatum. Um, but again, I, I think this is a good spot here for Atlanta um, hosting the Boston Celtics here tonight. Um, in, uh, on their home floor, uh, ATS numbers, um, not much that stands out for either team. Boston is six and three as home, uh, sorry, road underdogs, but uh, this is probably shading towards closer to minus one and a half and maybe down to possibly minus one by the time we get to game time. But definitely shop around for the best number on this game, guys. But it's because both- all the money is on Boston, yeah, all the money is coming in on Boston because everybody's looking and who I can't wait. I can't wait. This is a lock, by the way. People haven't noticed this is a lock game, so I'll lock this game up. <laughs> All right. Anything else for this game before we get to the next one, Terrell? No one. All right. Let's get to the next game. We here we have the LA Lakers uh, headed to Charlotte to take our uh, take on the Hornets, where the Charlotte Hornets opened up as a six and a half point home favorite. This number has trickled, was at seven at some books, has now come back down to minus six and a half. Um, the story is probably going to be the injury report for the uh, LA Lakers last night. Obviously we talked about LeBron not playing uh, back-to-back situation. Anthony Davis, not sure if he is going to play, but I'm, I'm going to go and make an assumption that, and I said this last night in the Slack channel that LeBron was going to sit out against the Philadelphia 76ers because they are in a back-to-back situation probably play tonight. Uh, and then have Anthony Davis sit tonight and have both of those guys go on Sunday against the Atlanta Hawks. So I'm making the assumption here that LeBron does play. Um, but Let's start with the side here, Terrell. Um, or let me start with the injury report for the uh, Charlotte Hornets, at least. Uh, Kelly Oubre is questionable tonight with a left ankle sprain. Um, Gordon Hayward is in health and safety protocols. Um, mm-hmm. That is pretty much the two pieces that are going to be missing here for tonight, or questionable, at least for Kelly Oubre, but Gordon Hayward out for sure. Uh, let's start with the side here, Terrell. Minus six and a half for the Charlotte Hornets hosting the LA Lakers. Um. Okay, so here's my dilemma because Charlotte's been playing better defense of late, and so that is my concern that they shut down the pit of nothingness that is the rest of this Los Angeles Lakers team outside of AD and LeBron. I don't know what I'm getting from Russ. So Russ is a non-factor to me right now. The only thing that's making me take the six and a half with the Lakers is because I'm willing to bet on Malik Monk having a game. Yeah, I was going to say that revenge game. And I'll ladder Malik Monk's points all the way up because 
he very well could try to go back off in Charlotte. Like, this is his first game in Charlotte. They played in mm-hmm. L.A. earlier this season. So, that's the only thing that – and they're sneakily – Stanley Johnson and Avery Bradley make them better defensively. AD added to that mix makes it – like, if AD actually plays in this game, this is a lot, by the mm-hmm. way. But I think it's just because we're all expecting AD not to play. But if the Lakers pull some bullshit and AD plays in his game, absolutely. Oh, my God. And for that, for that, and for the fact that there is no Gordon Hayward and there's possibly no Kelly Oubre, and I think those are two pretty big pieces of scoring for for Charlotte, Mm -hmm. I'm willing to just go ahead and go Lakers plus six and a half. Yeah, I would probably lock up or bet on the Lakers right now on the spread because I just fully believe that at least one of those two guys is going to be playing tonight here in this game. And I think that if AD is not going to go tonight, I think that Frank Vogel should be smart and go with that small lineup with LeBron at the five because that completely takes Mason Plumlee out of the equation. Like you're expecting Mason Plumlee to stay in front of LeBron on the perimeter um, I don't. I don't think that that's going to work out very well for them. So it, that, that's what I would do if I was Frank Vogel. If Anthony Davis is ruled out because it is a back-to-back situation, he's coming back from the knee. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, this is a game that we're going to have to wait for the injury report to kind of you know come into fruition and see who's going to be in or out for the Lakers. Um, but even without, let's just say Kelly Oubre doesn't go tonight, I think mean, that's a big piece off the bench for you and obviously no Gordon Hayward that puts pressure on LaMelo Ball and uh, uh, Terry Rozier here tonight Uh, PJ Washington Miles Bridges yeah they have players but I just think that this is a game where on a back-to-back situation here that Lakers probably need to get this victory on this road trip after an embarrassing loss last night without LeBron James quickly look at the ATS numbers on back-to-back situations for the Lakers three and two against the spread and three and two to the over. So not much of a sample there, but um, they are four and six on the road as a road underdog this season. Um, But I'm going to lean with the Lakers here as well. I actually got, saw this number at plus seven this morning and I put half a unit on it for now until I get more from this injury report. Uh, But uh, yeah, uh, echoing what you said about Malik Monk. I think this is a game here for him tonight. Uh, facing or yeah, facing his former team in Charlotte. So I uh, do like that angle as well. Anything else for this game, Terrell, before we move on to the next one? No, no, I'm good. All right, let's move on to the next game here. We have, um, let's see, the Portland Trailblazers headed to Houston to take on the Rockets where the Portland Trailblazers are opened up, I should say, as a Two-point favorite. That number is currently still at minus two, trending towards uh, minus two and a half in this game. Total opened up at 232 and a half. That number is uh, moving towards 233, 233 and a half at some bucks. Checking the injury report for both of these teams. Um, Let's see here. Where are the Portland Trailblazers and the Houston Rockets? for the Rockets, everybody is uh, healthy. Uh, Portland Trailblazers questionable tag for Robert Covington. Uh, we know about Nasir Little. He's going to be out for uh, the foreseeable future for the Portland Trailblazers. He's out for the rest of the season. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then Larry Nance Jr. is also out for this game with right knee inflammation. Dennis Smith Jr. also questionable. 
uh, with the whole deal of injuries. Um, looks like it's going to be the Anthony Simons and CJ McCollum show tonight for the Portland Trail Blazers. So let's start with the side here, Terrell, minus two uh, for the Portland Trail Blazers visiting the Houston Rockets. So you're telling me that this line would be larger than that if they were healthy? If Portland That's was healthy, hard to uh, believe. Nah, maybe That's by like hard half to believe. point. I mean, Nazir Little, Nazir Little accounts for something. He's been playing great basketball this year, and it's really I'm really sick to see him end his season like that because he was really, really coming into his own. So he account. I think he accounts for a point or so. I just I don't know. I feel like this should be a pick. Now, this is a second matchup between these two teams. Uh, Houston went into Portland and lost that game by 8-104, in a low-scoring affair. This is the – it's not the third game. I thought it was another game. Uh, let me double-check. 104-92 on November 12th. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That might have been the one that I faded. Uh, I think that's the one where Houston was like eight-point dogs, and I took Houston. Either way, I'm on Houston again here. I think Houston's the healthier team. Portland has shown their struggles on the road. And I just can't trust Portland. I can't trust Portland because now you're leaning on C.J. McCollum, Anthony Simons, and Norman Powell Mm. for a majority of your scoring. Nert possibly could have a good game today on the inside. I probably would I probably would play the over. Yeah. If I had a if I had to actually play this game. But I don't like I think Houston I think Houston just has potential. I think Houston has potential. I think they have a bunch of options. The issue is gonna be how hot is the scoring from three. Yeah, but I don't see anybody in Portland. I don't see anybody in Portland stopping anything the Rockets have going on on the road at home. But Portland does play better later on in the year. My gut's telling me Houston, so I'm going Houston plus two. Yeah, this Houston team. I mean, they're just very inconsistent. Um, you know, they they played well against the Golden State Warriors back on last last Friday. Or they only lost that game by two points. Um, and then they come back after having three to four days off against the San Antonio Spurs and give up 134 to them and lose that game by 30. And now you have Portland coming in. Um, you know, like we talked about, they have been playing pretty well as of late, uh, but they've also dropped two straight games. Uh, they were competitive in that Minnesota Timberwolves game. They lost that game by two. And then they had a clunker at home on a back-to-back, I understand, against the Dallas Mavericks on their home floor, and they lost that game by 20. But um, – if I had to force pick, yeah, I'd probably lean with the Rockets as well, but I agree with you about seeing a lot of points in this game. Uh, you know, both these teams defensively have been struggling to kind of say the least, uh, especially the Houston Rockets. Um, currently trying to see that what their uh, net, our defensive rating is over the last five games. Uh, the Houston Rockets are at number 25 at 115.7, and the Portland Trailblazers a little bit better at number 21, but both these still, teams are still um, – not playing well on defense and Houston over the last five games, number two in pace, uh, Portland, uh, number 17 in pace. So yeah, I think we probably do see points in this game. Um, 
I'd probably lean with the first half over in this game. Uh, let me see if I can get that number here. First half, it's at 119. Seems like a big number, but again, with these two offenses and lack of defense, I can see that getting over the number here in this game here tonight versus these two squads. Um, not yeah, much else so, for this game for me. What else you got, Terrell? So Portland's, this is their third game in four nights. So, yeah, I'm going to fade them. Okay. Um I'll take the more rested team and the healthier team. Yeah, I can't argue against that. Uh, rather last, yeah, third game in four nights uh, for the Tro- Portland Trailblazers. A lot of travel for them, uh, especially from the East Coast. Now had to go back home to play Dallas, and now coming back down here to Houston. So um, lean with the Rockets here as well. We do both like the over in this game. Anything else for this game, Trail? Before we move on to the next one, no, I'm good. All right, let's get over to the next game. We have the Denver Nuggets headed to Louisiana, who just launched mobile betting and and, uh, betting in their state here today. So if you're in Louisiana, make sure to head over to uh, BetSGPN to make sure to get the latest promos from SGPN. But you can bet on this game now legally in your state in Louisiana. So you are kicking it off here with the Denver Nuggets visiting the New Orleans Pelicans, where the Denver Nuggets opened up as a, let's see here uh, on my odd screen. Uh, the Denver Nuggets opened up as a five and a half point favorite. That number is now down to minus four for the Denver Nuggets. Total opened up at 215. That number has trickled up to 218. Let's check the injury report. For both of these teams, uh, for the New Orleans Pelicans, Josh Hart is questionable uh, tonight with a left ankle sprain. Brandon Ingram is also questionable with a right ankle sprain. Um, For the Denver Nuggets, everybody is a go. Let's start with the side here, Terrell. Denver Nuggets visiting the New Orleans Pelicans, minus four as a road favorite. I mean, why would I be on New Orleans with all these injuries? I'm not really... Ooh, wow, that was an inadvertent yawn. Yeah, because it's boring. This game is so boring. (laughs) No, but I can't reasonably be on New Orleans with all these injuries. Yeah. It's really, it's really, really bad. And I'm just looking. I'm pretty sure I saw somewhere. I can't remember where I saw it, but I saw somewhere. So, okay. Devontae Graham not listed on injury reports. So Devontae Graham's playing. Oh, Ingram is questionable. I guess that's where I, why this line dropped because Ingram is questionable and Hart yeah. is questionable. You're saying, okay, but I could have sworn I seen something else that said that they didn't practice the other day. Yeah, on Thursday. So Ingram didn't practice Thursday. Hart didn't practice Thursday, but Graham practiced, and they're questionable. They're all questionable. Graham practiced Thursday. Hart and Ingram didn't. I'm going to take my chances and just go Nuggets. I actually would kind of like – I really did want to take the Pelicans here because of the launch. And if Ingram and Hart were playing, I would be very inclined to take the Pelicans just because of the launch, and it would be a great angle. And I think it's a way <laughs> to catch up on some easy money. But Denver is the better team when they're injured, for sure. Yeah. They have the MVP on their roster. Uh-huh. And I think they may let 
the Pelicans in this game for a while, but they can pull away. Denver's really good in the first half. I probably would like a first half play on this. First half over is probably a bet for me. Okay. For this, Denver's still really, really good with the first half over numbers. I probably would take them in the first half rather than a full game here because I don't trust Denver in the second half games, but I, I honestly don't see it for the Pelicans tonight with the number of injuries they have. And if Hart and Ingram come out later today listed as out because they didn't practice on Thursday, then you're going to be sick. So I'd rather put, put my bets on Denver and just hope that they play like the better team that they probably are. Yeah, Denver, uh, uh, just echoing off what you said that first half over, Denver is in the first half offensive rating is number seven, sorry, number eight in the entire league over the last five games. Defensively, Denver is uh, the second worst in the first half. Um, so I think that, you know, both are scoring points and being really bad on defense Pelicans. I think even without Josh Hart and, uh, if Brandon Graham's not also able to, I think they still have enough to put up points to push that over the number over the total here tonight in the first half, even though they're at number 27 in the first half or the last five games, uh, between, you know, Devontae Graham, Nikhil Alexander Walker, um, Jonas Valanciunas. I think that there's enough for them to get over this total. And like we've talked about, is going to have a game. Yeah. Denver. Um, Valanciunas is going to have a game. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that Denver, you know, they, they figure something out on offense because I think seven out of the last eight games have gone over the total for them. The one game obviously that didn't was the one that I betted, of course, but um, I agree with you. I think this is probably a, a Denver game here tonight. Uh, give me the minus four. Uh, 100% agree with you on that first half over here tonight against the um, or against the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, anything else for this game, Terrell, before we move on to the next game? I don't see anything for Jokic here. So I may try to remember to put something out on Twitter or in the Slack channel later. Not okay. Jokic, fucking Valanciunas. But I think Valanciunas has a game because Jokic can't do shit defensively. And he doesn't even – I don't even think he tries on that end of the ball, that side yeah. of the ball. He just tries to so, go out and get those rebounds. Yeah, so I really do like a Valanciunas game. I think he has a nice game. Very – he probably – he and Jokic probably finished both game. Both of them probably have like 12 or so rebounds somewhere around there. But yeah. Valanciunas can, can be in the 20-point club tonight because especially if Ingram and Hart don't play – he could absolutely be in a 20-point club tonight. And probably still, even if they do, just because that's where it's probably going to get easy baskets is him around the rim or him stepping out for three because Jokic can't really defend too well on the perimeter as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll say I'll buy in on Jonas Valanciunas tonight. I think he has a good game. All right. Let's move over to the next game, Terrell. We have the Utah Jazz headed to Memphis to take on the Grizzlies where the Grizzlies opened up as a three-point home favorite. That number has gone up to minus four. Total opened up at 224.5, starting to see some 228s pop up for this game. Let's check the injury report because it is significant for this game. For the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, Kyle Anderson continues to be out. Dylan Brooks uh, continues to be out, and Tyus Jones is also out for this game. Uh, For the Utah Jazz, Rudy Gobert is out with a left calf sprain. Um, and then strike strain, and then Donovan Mitchell is questionable as he's trying to return from c- concussion protocol um, for this Utah Jazz team. But let's start with the side here, Terrell, minus four for Memphis hosting the uh, Utah Jazz. 
I don't know why I would be on Utah at all in this spot. Because Memphis is really good. I think this is actually disrespectful to Memphis that this is only four. I would be concerned laying more than four a little bit with Memphis. Because I don't, well, no, I wouldn't. I would actually lay those points, a bunch of points with Memphis in this game. Because the Jazz are kind, not Jazz, but Utah is kind of free falling. And it's really not too much of their fault. They're dealing with a lot of injuries and a lot. They had a lot of COVID at one point. They had a lot of injuries. Yeah. But they are who we thought they are. They're just not the same great team that they were last year. The Grizzlies are really, really good. They have jaw in this game. They have Kyle Anderson and Desmond Bain and all of them in this game. Uh, Kyle Anderson is out for this game. And Kyle Anderson is out. Yeah, Dylan, well, yeah, Dylan Brooks. We know is out. Desmond Bain is back. Yeah, so Desmond Bain. I mean, as long as I'm getting Desmond Bain, Jaw, and Jaron Jackson Jr., I'm yeah. feeling pretty confident with this Memphis team. They've been one of the best scoring teams over the past month of basketball, honestly. And I really can't see an angle of where I think the Jazz stay in this game other than Mike Conley returned to Memphis, but he's been to Memphis plenty of times since he's left. So, Jaw on the cusp of his first All-Star, All-Star game and starting in that game, I'll back, I'll back Memphis here, minus four. Yeah, this is the second game uh, between these two teams. Um, they played earlier this season. Memphis went into Utah, got that victory, 119-118. Uh, John Moran in that game. Uh, that was had, the one where it was the plus 400 money line because the Jazz were 10-point favorites. Oh, okay, you're talking about the game earlier this season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find that number here. Uh, for Utah, Memphis. yeah, they paid back on. Yeah, you're right. Um, no, yeah, like, November 22nd, they were 11 point favorite against this Memphis Grizzlies team, and Memphis won that game. I think you were on that game. Uh, yeah, that's the one that, that's the, that was the first one where I identified yeah. the trend. Yeah, no, uh, so I, I think Memphis is the better team. Yeah, I think so too, especially without not having Rudy Gobert, uh, and obviously, and maybe Donovan Mitchell for this game. He's listed as questionable. Um, but yeah, I think that you mentioned that having John Morant. Having Kyle, or sorry, uh, Desmond Bain back and also uh, Triple J, I, I think that's going to be, uh, I think, enough for them to get this victory. And like we've talked about all season, Terrell, that Memphis gets up for these Western Conference opponents, especially at home. And I think this is none of those ghost games where they'll kind of step up here. So uh, I like the minus four here as well for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, anything on the total? No, I'm just concerned on who the heck is betting Utah. Utah. Like, who is considering Utah? Who is actually considering Utah in this spot? Is it because they kind of competed against the Suns? Or or are people just disrespecting Memphis? Um, this line should be a lot. Why would the books make this this small? This line should be a lot larger. I'm, that's, only my, that's only my concern. That's really my concern. Yeah, it's hard to move I, don't, I don't know why five. this line isn't larger. No, but it should be around. This should be around. And maybe it's because... Uh, maybe it's because that the Phoenix line was at well, it was at six and a half, wasn't it? So for game? the last, I think game, it was at six in, and a half. 
they uh it was minus one at home when they were hosting Phoenix, but that prior game it was eleven and a half for Phoenix uh at home hosting Utah. Oh yeah, it was eleven. So I wouldn't say eleven and a half because I think that's too much. But I feel like this should be six. This line should be six seven. It yeah. feels like. All right, yeah, they're getting a discount price it, here on uh, Memphis, I'm, so lock it up. That's right what now. I think. I'm, that's what I really think it is. I think they're just giving a discount price on Memphis because what Memphis has been in the past. But I don't know. So Where, yeah, I'm locking up. I'm locking up Memphis. By the way, this is a lot. Yeah, maybe there's an assumption that uh, they get Donovan Mitchell back here tonight. Maybe because he has a questionable tag instead of he being officially out. So uh, okay, we'll, we'll see buy that. what happens. Nope, lock it up, Memphis. All right, let's get to the next game here, Terrell. We have the L.A. Clippers headed down to South Beach to take on the Miami Heat, where the Miami Heat opened up as a six-and-a-half-point home favorite. That number is up to seven, trending towards seven-and-a-half. Total opened up at 210-and-a-half. Went down to 210. Seeing some 211 starting to pop up on some of the square shops. But um, let's check the injury report for these two teams for – the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler is questionable tonight with a left big toe irritation, whatever that means. Uh, Kyle Lowry continues to be out for personal reasons. For the LA Clippers, um, pretty much everybody is a go. Oh, Marcus Morris is going to be out for this game for personal reasons as well. So uh, let's start with the side here, Terrell. Minus four. Um, sorry, minus seven. For the Miami Heat on the spread here, what are you thinking? Heat minus seven. Give me the under. Very simple. I, I think the clip, the Clippers are going to struggle to find offense today. They are really, really going. They are really, really going to struggle. This is not Washington. This is not Orlando. They are going to struggle to find offense today. I would fade the Clippers team total. If, if you don't like the, the 211 is too low for you, I would fade the Clippers team total. Whatever it is, I'm not even looking at it. And whatever it is, it's probably too high. Uh, 101 because and a the half. Because the total's at 211. Because the total's at 211. And it's a seven-point spread. So whatever it is, it's probably too high. So 101 and a half. Yeah. I don't think the Clippers, I don't think Clippers sniff 100 points today. I don't think they sniff 100 points today. Okay. Miami, uh, Miami is missing players, and that's what concerns me about their offense mm-hmm. and the spread a little bit because you're without Tyler Hero. And who else was out? Is somebody else? Who was uh, Kyle Lowry is out, um, and Jimmy Butler is questionable with a big toe injury. But yeah, uh, the, Tyler the Jimmy Hero Butler thing, the Jimmy Butler thing is actually concerning, but yeah. I think we're all assuming he goes. Okay. And this line is telling me that he's going to go. Because there's no way they're seven-point. Even against this terrible Clippers squad, there's no way they're seven-point favorites if Jimmy Butler's not going. Yeah. But we've seen we've seen this Heat team play hurt before mm-hmm. and still be really, really good. Whether it was Max Struess, whether it was Gabe Vincent, whether it was uh, Yurtsman, whether – we've seen them play hurt and be really, really good. Yeah. Actually, what am I doing? No. Uh, it's super hard for me to take the Clippers. I don't – I really hate taking the Heat as, as this much of a home favor, but it's really, really hard to take the Clippers right now. Yeah, this is 
if I had a pass, I think it would probably be this game. Um, it feels like the spread is a little too large, but, but the I think the under is a correct so play. Bad. I think you identify that nicely. Yeah, I, I would actually play the. I wouldn't play spread. I played it under. Yeah. Because the Clippers have been really, really bad. And his number is large. And Miami's really not that good at home as a yeah. home favorite. Yeah. I could see the Clippers kind of backdooring this, actually. Ill. Because I don't think it's going to be a lot of scoring from either side, honestly. Especially yeah. if Jimmy Butler does. Especially if Jimmy Butler doesn't go. Okay. So I'd wait. I'd wait and watch Jim Butler. If Jim Butler goes, give me a seven. If he doesn't go, give me the Clippers. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't really have an opinion on the side of this game. Um, wait, obviously, like Terrell just said, wait for that Jimmy Butler news. But I do agree 100% on that under here tonight for this game. Uh, this is going to be one of those probably like 95, 90 type of games, I think. Um, and again, the Clippers, I mean, yeah, they've scored 111 against Orlando and Washington, but those have been two subpar defenses so far this season. Against the Knicks, they only scored 102. They had 102 against the Philadelphia 76. So I think that ceiling right now is right around that 100-point mark against good defensive teams. And, uh, you know, my, Miami, again, we've talked about all season, a pretty good defensive team. So uh, leading heavily or will be playing the under this game uh, between these two squads here tonight. Um, anything else for this game, Terrell, before we move on to the next one? No. Okay. All right. Let's get over to the next game. We have the Indiana Pacers headed to the uh, Oklahoma to take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. This game opened up as a one point favorite for the Thunder. That number is now down to a pick 'em. Total opened up at 216 and a half. Starting to see some 220s pop up um, for the total. Let's check the injury report for both of these teams. For the Indiana Pacers, Malcolm Brogdon is out. Uh, Miles Turner is out. Demonis Sabonis is listed as a questionable attack tonight for the Pacers. For the Oklahoma City Thunder, Derek Favors is out. Um, and that is pretty much a significant injury for them. Let's start with the side here, Terrell. Let's call it um, minus one. I'm sorry, let's call it pick'em because it is a pick'em. Pick them between these two teams. Obviously, Indiana coming off of that embarrassing 158-point uh, game where they gave up to the Hornets. Uh, do you see this as a bounce-back spot for them? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I I don't. I don't. I don't think Indiana's good at all. I think Indiana is attempting and going to give their best attempt to get as close to the end of the lottery as possible. And I'm dangerously concerned that they give up 110 points, 120 points to the Thunder today. The Thunder, who have been devoid of scoring for a while, I am dangerously concerned that they give up a bunch of points to the Thunder. Defenses travel, right? And this is a bad defense right now. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And so we've seen the Thunder be able to put up scoring against some really bad defenses. They get the Nets 130 on the road. And I think this defense is comparable to the Nets. Yes, the bonus is out. Mm Mm-hmm. Cares the bonus is question. But how far Sorry. can Karis Levert? How far can Karis Levert really carry them? <sighs> I don't. 
I I'm gonna go back just and look give at me the that box score. Just give me the thunder because I'm I'm almost I'm almost positive that at least Shea Gilgis Alexander give me thirty tonight. Triple and, double for Shea. Look that up. Uh, for Shea, yeah. Uh, Let's see. Some, like filter music. Kind of thirty-seven to one. Thirty-seven to one for Shea Triple. I would actually take. Dang, if Sabonis was in this game, I'd have took Sabonis because the Thunder give up a lot of triple doubles, man. <laughs> yeah, but Sabonis, uh, Terrell, he's questionable, so he's not officially out. He's listed as questionable right now, and he is going up against oh, his former team. He did play against, or he did play with the uh, Thunder. I know, I know. If Sabonis goes, I'll take the paces. If he doesn't go, I'll take Thunder. Easy as that. I think I'm blindly just taking the over until I see improvement from this Indiana Pacers defense. I mean, I think that's just what it is right now. This number's starting to move towards a 219 and a half, too. But um, 37 to 1 for Shea here tonight. Uh, as far as triple double, even if we don't want to put that much out there, double double for him is at plus 340. I don't think that's out of the possibility to rack up some assists as well here tonight for him. How much but, is Giddy? Triple double. I mean, yeah, I mean, for the assist, yeah, him or Josh Giddy. I think Josh Giddy can can eat off of SGA having a great game. Yeah, points and assists. Uh, no, sorry, uh, rebounds and assists for Josh Giddy might be worth a look here tonight as well because um, that guy just fills up the stat sheet, man. Um, let me see what he's done over the past couple of games here. The Thunder are really bad, though. So are the Pacers. That's why this is like right out of pick them. The Thunder are really bad, though. Like, really, really bad. <laughs> yeah, they've now oh, lost man. Like, six in a row here. Yeah. They kept really, it really competitive, bad. but that was, a, that was a bad spot for the Chicago Bulls as well. That was without uh, DeMar DeRozan. That was a lot of garbage time. 31 and 10. This yeah. game's disgusting. Exactly. <laughs> We're really spending way too much time game. on this game. Yeah, no. I... The handicap's simple. Debonis, if Sabonis plays, give me the Pacers. If he doesn't play, I'll blindly take the Thunder. I think we uh, – yeah, so, yeah, if Sabonis is in, uh, Pacers, definitely on the over. Um, and I think that you also like if if Sabonis plays triple-double for him as well, right? Yes, if it gets listed. The, yes, the Thunder give up a lot of triple-doubles. I think I was with Scott, and Scott was telling me that. And I was looking, I was like, wow, they really do. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, they gave up a lot of trouble, though, so there you go. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the next game. We have the Chicago Bulls headed to Texas to take on the San Antonio Spurs, where this game opened up as a minus two-point favorite for the Bulls, and that number has now flipped to the San Antonio Spurs being favored by minus one and a half in this game. All right, I guess we got to check the injury report for this uh for this game, let's see here. Uh, Chicago Bulls, we know, are going to be without Lonzo. They're without Alex Caruso. Derek Jones Jr. is also out. For the San Antonio Spurs, um, Bates Diop is out. He's in health and safety protocols. Um, that is the only significant role player, but minus one and a half here for the Spurs. Uh, Terrell, what do you think here? This seems trappy. It does. It does. I think everybody is betting the Bulls for good reason because the Spurs are 
very dull like the sound of my voice right now so very dull and melatonin and really not that good kind of puts you to sleep a little bit Dejounte Murray has the sleepiest triple doubles you will ever watch I just so sleepy even though I do think he gets another one today because if he gets one he's the Spurs all-time leading the most triple doubles in a season for this well not maybe not a season maybe it's all-time I don't know. It's something, something. He gets some record if he gets a triple double tonight against the Bulls. So I like that play. I like DeMar in a little bit of a revenge angle. But, and this is the, this is the argument I'm going to make for the Spurs is that the Spurs weren't great last year. Mm-hmm. But I think they, they think that they were better than what they were this year. And DeMar left them to go play for the Bulls. Yeah. And so it just feels like everybody, and basically everybody on that team, like everybody that's there was on that team uh, with DeMar. And I think they'll have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Like, dog, you, you left us to go play with them? Like them? For real? And, you know, we, Spurs home games go over. So if a bunch of points are scored, I think they have a chance. Oh man! Only way I can see, only way I can see them not having a chance is if they don't score. But I think that they shoot the ball and they score the ball better at home. Mm-hmm. And Chicago's defense is going to be iffy without Lonzo and Caruso. Yeah. So why not? Why not run with the line movement? I'll run with the line movement. Give me the Spurs. I'll take the Spurs in this spot. This, why would you get up for this game if you're Chicago? Aside from, I mean, DeMar might get up for the game. Everybody else, you don't got really no ties. Why would you get up for this game? The Spurs, the Spurs have a reason to get up for this game. They want to stick it to DeMar and be like, you left us to go play with these dudes. All right, we finna show you something coming in here. Yeah. I'll back the Spurs. Um, I'll back the Spurs. I like them. I'll take the Spurs. Yeah, this is the fishy line of the night, right? I think everybody's going to take a look at this. Like, hey, the Chicago Bulls are one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. They're playing against a scrub squad like the San Antonio Spurs just based off of their record. Hey, we get free money here. I think that's what the consensus from public betters is going to be on this game. But um, let me look at the road numbers here against the spread for the Chicago Bulls. And um, they are 12, 11, and 1 on the road so far this season against the spread. They're 5 and 6 as home, sorry, road underdog, 7, 5, and 1 against the spread as road favorites. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I'm gonna lean with the Spurs here, man. This is this is the fishy line of the night. Uh, just because this number has now flipped, I, I think that you kind of yeah, you're right. You gotta kind of ride the steam here. Um. Again, people are gonna look at this line and be like, like I just said, that Chicago's an underdog against the Spurs team. No, let's go with the Spurs here. I do like the over as well. Um. I think we'll just see a lot of points being scored uh, in this game. Uh, like we've talked about all season so far that San Antonio at home, um, as far as the total, they're 16, eight and one towards the over seven and three as a home favorite towards the over nine, five and one as a home underdog. So um, both uh, metrics there are supporting the over in this game as well. Anything else for this game here, Terrell? Um, DeMar DeRozan maybe goes off, goes against his favorite, a former team. I think he just does. I think he just regularly goes off. Yeah, let's so see. So I think he gets around his his normal. I think it's probably at twenty five and a half. 
He probably gets his normal yeah, twenty five. Right. Yeah, he's at he probably gets his normal. Yeah, he probably gets his normal twenty five or so because I expect this to be high scoring on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. I just think that if it's high scoring on both sides of the ball and the Spurs are in the game, then they have a very good chance to get that win to get a very good win at home. Yeah. And so Chicago has been leaning mm-hmm. a little bit that travesty that they've given up against the Thunders kind of on my mind on a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'll take, yeah, I'll back the Spurs. I'll back the Spurs. And I see DeJounte Murray for triple-double on a win at plus 600. I'll back that as well. What's his triple double? Just triple double, three forty. Mm. Okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. Spurs. Yeah, we're definitely on the Spurs here. Um. For whatever reason, his Dejounte Murray's assists are at eight and a half at minus one fifty. He's been in double figures for like five or six straight games here. So I'll probably sprinkle on that triple double as well uh, for Dejounte Murray here tonight. Anything else for this game before we get to the last two games of the night, Terrell? No. No. I'm good. All right, let's get to the next game here. We have the Minnesota Timberwolves headed to Arizona to take on the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns are an eight-point home favorite here, currently seeing a total of 230.5. Check the injury report for both of these teams. Not one yet submitted for the Minnesota Timberwolves because they just played last night against the Golden State Warriors. For the Phoenix Suns, DeAndre Ayton out, Jay Crowder out, JaVale McGee out, Cameron Payne out. So the usual guys and role players are out for this game for the Phoenix Suns, which means it's going to be the CP3 and Devin Booker show. Um, this line opened up as a minus nine for the Phoenix Suns. That number, like I said, is down to eight and a half um, to eight. Let me see the back-to-back trends here for the Minnesota Timberwolves before we dive into the side here. Three and three against the spread and four and two to the over and back-to-back situation. So not much there. Start with the side here, Terrell. I'll kick it to you, man. Minus eight and a half for the Phoenix Suns hosting the Minnesota Timberwolves. Man, um, did you hear anything on D'Angelo Russell? Let me check Rotowire because they're pretty good about updating uh, injuries and stuff. It's, they're missing the Suns are missing a lot. Matter of fact, just no, because teams I don't know why this is fresh on my mind. Maybe it's just recent, but teams are playing better on the second game of back to back this season. It just feels like I feel like I feel like teams are playing better on the second game of back to back. And the long list of injuries, the no rim protection, Cat can very well go off again. He can very well go off again and just ride that momentum from Gold State and take that against Phoenix. I'm going to take the eight and a half. I think it's a huge cat game. You're right tonight. Who's going to stop him? Nobody. Biombo? No. <laughs> cat and cat is one of he's and people are going to get mad at me for saying this. Okay. And cat is one of the unguardable players in this league. Okay, I I'll agree with that. The only reason that Cat does not play better is because he gets inside of his own head. Yeah. But Cat is one of the unguardable players in this league. And so it is not outside the realm of possibility that Cat goes off for 30 plus points tonight. And then now, caveat that, Devin Booker could put up 40 again. Probably 60 points, though. 
Yes, I would play the over. Minnesota's just really, really good on roads at over. So, I really want to know D'Lo's status because he left that game yesterday. Okay. Um, the latest thing I'm seeing right now is, is it was just a le- lower leg contusion. He's just listed as questionable. Nothing updated yet. Did he leave the game or he came back? I can't remember. I missed. I missed. I, it. Thought, I was at work. Okay, so it was the second half. I remember he left played. at one point. I just can't remember exactly whether he came back or not. So, either way, give me. You only played twenty minutes last night. Give me, give me, give me the yeah. Because I think he left. Yeah, I think he left. Okay. So, I watched most of that game. I had to leave at one point, but I watched most of that game. I think Timberwolves ride that that win in the first quarter and put up another good first quarter. They have one of the best points margins in the first quarter. I think the best points margin in the NFL, in the NFL, in the NBA, in the first quarter. Yeah, I think so. I'll look it up. Give me the Timberwolves here. Give me the Timberwolves here. I think that this is a spot where they can catch. They can catch the Phoenix Suns slipping with the number of injuries they have. Anthony Edwards was completely was so inefficient yesterday and still had twenty seven. So if he if he is efficient today, it's going to be really really scary. And for nobody to stop Cat, I wouldn't be surprised if Anthony Edwards and Cat combined for seventy points between the two of them today. Yeah, last. And I think night. that I think they're going to dominate the boards with because Jaron Vanderbilt is a really good re- rebounder as well. Yeah. I think they can actually dominate the boards between him and Cat. Yeah. Give me, give me an eight and a half. This is really, this is really, really large. This is a hu- a huge line. Yeah, last night, our aunt, uh quickly, uh, eight of eighteen from the field, two eleven from three point land, uh, twenty seven points, nine of nine from free throw land. So, uh, sorry, from free throw line. Um, so throw should line. be a little more efficient tonight and knock down some three point shots. But yeah, I agree one hundred percent about Cat having a big game here tonight. Um, for D low update last night, he did leave the game and was quickly ruled out. So I would be very surprised if he's able to go tonight. I think they might be getting Pat Beverly back here tonight, uh, as far as the point guard position. So maybe look at assist for Patrick Beverly if he is back tonight. But I think that you're right to that. This is probably gonna be the cat and Anthony Edwards show. Um, and I, I think Malik Beasley Malik off Beasley. the bench sneakily, uh, as well in this Beasley game. Beasley probably starts, Beasley probably moves in the starting rotation if D well, no, because we'll probably be Bev starting then, right? Yeah, yeah, and then bring Beasley. But if Beasley comes off the bench, that's consistent scoring. And I'm not sure the Suns are going to provide consistent scoring over. And they let the Jazz hang around in both games. They let the Jazz hang around, mm-hmm. and the Jazz had fucking nobody out there. Yeah. Why would I fade just because Minnesota's on a back to back? That's got to be why this line is so large. Give me the eight and a half. This is locked. This is- I'll lock this. Give me an eight, the eight and a half. That's way too many points. Yes, uh, I'll lock that. Yeah, last game uh, in Utah, the, the Suns, they were only a one-point favorite, but they won that game by eight points. But that game prior to where you had picked the Jazz, uh, Jazz hung around that game. You're right. They uh, won that game, uh, did the Phoenix Suns, only by six points. So um, I agree 100% about that. Going back to that first quarter, uh, ATS number uh, Cleveland Cavaliers are number one. Uh, the Tim- Minnesota Timberwolves are number two, 29, 16, and one overall, 15 and eight on the road uh, so far this season in that first quarter against the spread. So maybe back on that here tonight. 
against the Phoenix Suns, who in the first quarter themselves, 11, 12, and 1 at home in the first quarter. Um, anything else for this game, Terrell? Uh, I think we're both leaning Minnesota here and possibly the over as well. Yes. All right. Last game of the night. The second uh, game of the doubleheader on the four-letter network, we have the New York Knicks headed to Milwaukee to take on the Bucks, where the Bucks are a nine and a half point or opened up as a nine and a half point home favorite. That number has come down to eight and a half. Total opened up at two fifteen, trickled up to two sixteen and a half. Starting to see some two seventeens pop up. Check the injury report for both of these teams. Uh, Rodney Hood doubtful for this game for the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, West Matthews is probable. For the New York Knicks, uh, Nerlens Noel is questionable. Um, so pretty healthy for both of these squads here going into this game here tonight. Um, let's start with a side here, Terrell. Minus eight and a half uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks hosting the New York Knicks. Okay, so this is why the Knicks are about to get run out the gym. Because how good the Knicks defense has played. And they've been one of the top defenses recently. How good they have played in the three games that they played against the Bucks. They've been up 16 threes, 26 threes, and 14 threes. Duh. Mindful they won one of those games. Be mindful they won one of those games. And they gave up that, that, that number of threes. Okay. The Knicks cannot guard the three-point line for anything. And this is a Milwaukee squad that we've seen throughout this year, throughout the playoffs last year, throughout last season, that they are not afraid to jack up a million threes a game. Even when they have the edge on the inside, they will jack up a million threes a game. I would actually, I would actually fade Giannis's points tonight because I think that they're going to put up so many threes. And they're just going to be like, nah, fuck that, Giannis. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> we're, not, we're not giving you the ball inside. And that's probably why it's at 26 and a half. Yeah. That's probably the exact reason why his points are at 26 and a half because they know they're going to put up a whole bunch of threes tonight. Mm-hmm. Who can I? I'm waiting till later on in the day for this game so I can buy some of these guys off the bench because DiVincenzo could have an amazing game. I love coming Pat off Connington the bench. Connington can have an amazing game. Both of them. Ted Cruz Jr. is back tonight. <laughs> This Do holiday at one and a half. That's that seems pretty easy. Holiday be holiday be on nerf shit. He don't even be sh- taking shots a lot of the time though. Especially when everybody when everybody's back on the same team, holiday volume goes down tremendously. Yeah, I'm not willing to back holiday. I'm not willing to back holiday. His his volume goes down when everybody is healthy and everybody is playing. But. It is. It is very easy against the Knicks. Absolutely, it's easy against the Knicks. I'm almost positive that this that they're going to be somewhere in the 13 plus three range. 13 to 20. 20 is 20 is the ceiling. This Knicks team is really bad, and I don't know how they're going to complement it with Evan Fournier in the lineup, who's going out there and one for two. I mean, one for ten. One for twelve, whatever the fuck you be doing. You you literally have one Boston. purpose. You have one purpose on his team: shoot the three and score. And he doesn't do that. Only against Boston. So maybe just bench him. Just bench him until you play Boston again. 
<laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. <sighs> I would actually max under Evan Fournier because he just sucks that bad. The rotation of this team is just off. I don't know when they're going to get together. I can't trust everybody on the road. Yeah, that's it. This okay. is I'm not gonna lock it because I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go against the Knicks and lock them because every time I lock against the Knicks, they lose. They end up doing the opposite. So, well, maybe I should do that so everybody else can take the Knicks and then they win. Should I take one for the team? Uh, I might take one for the team. You want to take one for the team? I just know as soon as I say I'm locking this game, the Knicks are gonna do some fuck shit and cover. <laughs> no, all right, I'm not doing it. Fuck it. I'm, I'm very, very hot, very, very high st- side to the minus eight for the Bucks. I think they run the Knicks out the gym. I think maybe another way to attack this game, if your book is offered, I know some do, is that um, team three point shots made. So maybe if like uh, like Milwaukee's at minus like fourteen and a half is a number set by the books on your books, like for Milwaukee to make that amount of threes, I'd probably take the over for sure. Uh, but I probably know it's probably going to be a little higher, like probably 15, 16 and a half, but I'll probably still look at take that over. But I know some books don't offer that. So if your book does, uh, maybe that's another way to look at this game. Um, yeah, I, I think that Milwaukee coming off that loss uh, the other night, um, who do they play that they lost to? Uh, should I look that up here? Give me a second. Um, off of the loss against the Cavs. Um, just didn't play well, didn't shoot the ball well. Um, so now you're on the, you know, you're on national TV here tonight against this New York Knicks squad. Um, I'll lean with the Milwaukee Bucks here tonight, uh, against New York Knicks, but I think I'm more interested in player props in this game. Um, so look out for that on the prop cast. If I do come up with any for this game, Chris Middleton may be a a worth a look here tonight on three point shots, um, for the Milwaukee Bucks. Let me see if I can find that here quickly before we get into our lock and dog, um, Chris Middleton, two and a half at even odds. I, I like that uh, for him tonight against this Nick squad. Anything else for this game, Terrell, before we uh, get into our lock and dog and uh, Friday's parlays? I'll bet whoever coming off the bench, DiVincenzo is my pick. I'll bet them all the way up. Five threes and their points brought all right, uh, let's do this. Let's take one last break here, Terrell. We'll come back and we will dive into our picks. We'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The only thing that's more exciting than watching the NFL playoffs is prop swapping the NFL playoffs. Last weekend was prop swap's biggest week ever, as bettors from across the country cashed in on the Super Bowl futures. Like Zach from Colorado who sold a $100, 150-1 Super Bowl ticket for $1,500. Zach locked in his profit when he turned his $100 bet into $1,500, and the buyer got better odds than any sports book. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll find you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. 
Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Whilst you're to buy Better Fantasy, the fantasy season may be over, but action is still coming in on the Better Fantasy app. Download their free-to-play app today to be on player props for the NFL playoffs. You can also enter their player prop pools and score big when you win. We love Better Fantasy because we can win awesome prizes and even raise some money for charity along the way. It's totally free to play. You'll earn better credits and completing challenges and use them to place your bets. Better Fantasy is available worldwide in all 50 states. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com SGPN. And don't forget to download the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our free picks and podcasts. And don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, uh, let's get into our lock and dog here. Um, I will kick it off as usual here for my lock. Uh, let's see here. We are never prepared for this segment, so give me a second here. Let us go. Um, Minnesota Timberwolves first half. Maybe it's a dog pick. Uh, for my lock, I'm gonna make this easy here tonight. Let's go with the Portland Trail Blazers. No, which was that other game? Uh, sorry, yeah, the Denver Nuggets and the New Orleans Pelicans first half over. Um, uh, these first half overs have been pretty, pretty, hitting pretty well for me. So 112. Uh, let's go with the over in that game as my lock. Denver Nuggets and New Orleans Pelicans first half over 112. For my dog here tonight, uh, let's see. Let's see. Should I go with the Lakers? But we don't know about the injury status there. No. Uh, don't like Utah. Um, I think you're going to take Minnesota, but I'll stay away from that. Um. I'll take the Detroit Pistons here. Plus three and a half tonight. Sprinkle on that money line. Uh, let me see what the best number is on that money line here tonight for the Detroit Pistons. Uh, Detroit, Detroit, Detroit. Uh, I see a plus 130. Let's call it, yeah, plus 130, plus 135. Definitely shop around for that number. So for my lock, first half over Denver Nuggets and the New Orleans Pelicans over 112. And let's go with the dog here tonight of Detroit Pistons plus the three and a half, plus 135 on the money line. Uh, to kick it off here on this Friday evening. Terrell, what do you got for the people? For my lot, give me Atlanta, whatever the points are. Atlanta, let's see what the consensus is. The, let's call it minus two. Yeah, easy. Okay. Atlanta minus two. Celtics are not good. They're getting too much value over there. This should be a larger spread. This should be a larger spread. Orlando's going to come in here and roll. For my dog, I did like Detroit. I like the Lakers. I don't know who's playing. I guess I have to go to Minnesota. I'm going to take Minnesota first half. I like Houston. 
I just got to note that Christian Wood is questionable, so keep that in mind for the Rockets. He has a migraine. Mm. Dang, I know it hurts. I get migraines all the time. That's really annoying. I wouldn't want to play either. That first half is is a good play. I think yeah, I, like I always do. Up. I always do full game. I feel like if I I feel like if I change the mojo, it's gonna fuck me up. I always do full well, game. Fuck that. It. No, nah. Fuck that. I've been good with the dogs. Give me Minnesota plus eight and a half. Sprinkle on the three hundred money line. With my chest, I'm taking Minnesota as the big dog tonight. What's the number? Plus Eight three. and a half. No, plus, plus three. Okay, I got you. All right. Okay. So for Terrell's uh, lock, Hawks minus two hosting the Boston Celtics, and his dog is the Timberwolves plus 300, plus eight and a half on the uh, spread as well. Uh, visiting the Phoenix Suns here tonight. Uh, let's get to our Friday's parlays. Um, you have one ready, Trill? Yeah, I do, actually. Okay, go ahead. All right, give me the Pistons Magic over 213 and a half. Okay. I'll take the Hawks money line. Okay. I'll take the Grizzlies money line. And then give me, yeah, on the nightcap, give me the Minnesota Timberwolves plus eight and a half. I think that's way too many points, regardless if they win or lose, I think that's too many points. So over on the Pistons Magic, Hawks money line, Grizzlies money line, Timberwolves plus eight and a half. That's going to pay out plus 925. All right. Uh for mine here, let's go with the L.A. Lakers plus the six and a half. Let's go with the under in the Clippers and the Heat game. Let's go over in the Bulls and the Spurs game. And I will take the Memphis Grizzlies. Let's just go money line for them. Um, plus, minus 170. That should get you close to 10 to 1. A hair under it at plus 982. So that's, again, the Lakers plus the six and a half, under in the Clippers in the Heat game, over in the Bulls and Spurs game, and the Memphis Grizzlies money line, minus 170, hosting the Utah Jazz. That'll get you to plus 982. Yeah, that's really good. That's a winner. All right. What else do we got left? Any birthdays today, Terrell? Peyton Pritchard. Bang. Doesn't tickle our fancy. Um, all right. And then last question before we wrap it up. One game you are not putting a dime on and completely staying away from. From either side or total perspective, if you want. Pace is thunder. Okay. Um, yeah, I think for me it was going to be that, that Clippers heat game. That's the one pass I have as far as a side. Oh, okay. That is our pod for today. 11 game schedule here in the NBA. Terrell, any final thoughts and let the people know where they can find you, man. I think I'm going to put a bet, a bet in on the Rockets tonight. I might. Mm, let's, let's monitor Christian Wood. I might put a bet in on the Rockets tonight. Uh, what do we got? Yeah, no, I like that plus six on it. 
DeJounte Murray, triple-double, and a win against the Bulls. I really like that. Yes, at really real underscore underscore Instagram and Twitter. You know where to find me. Appreciate you guys talking to me. Appreciate all the love you guys show all the time. I'm sorry for having a two-hour pod for two games yesterday. This <laughs> one is significantly shorter, but that's what happens when you let me in the driver's seat and Scott absolutely will not let me stop going on a rant, and then I let Scott go on a rant. So that's what happens. Get used to it. So if you have a Thursday morning or Thursday afternoon workout session and, and you just need to t- pass some time, make sure to tune in to the NBA Gambling Podcast on Thursdays with Scott and uh, Scott and Terrell in the driver's seat. So uh, we will be back on Monday morning to recap everything that happened in the NBA. Hopefully we catch some winners here tonight. Um, in the NBA, again, 11-game schedule tonight, a lot of opportunities as far as side total and props. With that being said, guys, uh, good luck with your bets this weekend. Uh, championship series. Oh, uh, Terrell, who's winning this weekend? NFL, quickly. Oh, Chiefs and 49ers. All right. Yeah, I'm in agreement. Chiefs and 49ers. And I'm being a little biased because if you guys have been listening, I have a, some hefty tickets on the 49ers to win the title or win the Super Bowl. But, um, Yeah, like I said, we'll be back Monday morning with myself and Terrell. Recap everything that happened over the weekend. Hopefully, we have some winners for you guys as well today. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, Good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going.